0: Welcome back to the Everyone Gets a Trophy podcast. I'm joined by Longhorn legend Randy Boone. Randy, it's been forever. He winced when I called him a Longhorn legend, but
1: legend's probably a little heavy there, Paul. You're you're a legend in it. my that's mind. It. Well, thank you. Appreciate that.
0: You know what? I got to say, if you could throw 90 miles an hour to like a space that's about like the size of a little piece of tissue paper or half of that you could do that fairly consistently to me that's kind of that's pretty impressive
1: i'll take it appreciate it it's
0: it's not as cool as like as i've told you many times you know being a quarterback or a ufc fighter or something really awesome but you know pro baseball is pretty cool race car driver if you've been a, if you're a formula one driver well, you know how that... cool this podcast would be
1: some of those videos, those guys—I don't even want to know like what their reaction time has to be. Some <laughs> of the stuff they get themselves into—it's nuts. Also, they explode and die about also every two true. years. Little, little, little more hazard uh, comes with territory
0: because they're riding on a go kart with basically a flamethrower attached to the bottom of it to power it. Very so, well described. Very yeah. well described. You know the the scene in Saving Private Ryan, the amazing beach scene on Normandy. Yes. There's the guy with the flamethrower who comes on the beach and he gets shot in his fuel and he explodes and goes up into flame and sets up everyone else around him on fire. That's that's basically what Formula One drivers are yeah, doing pretty, pretty close. Yeah, just without the bullet. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, number one with a bullet. And I want to make sure I talk about him before we get going, because we got a lot to catch up on. We haven't talked in a while. I want to talk about Gabe Winslow, the best damn mortgage guy in the great state of Texas. You can reach him at 832-557-1095. I have extolled his virtues many times. Uh, he is a very experienced mortgage guy. He's been in this business for over 20 years. He's been on the title side, he's owned a title company. He's done sort of almost every part of this job. And so what's kind of cool about Gabe is he can be your troubleshooter. If There's always some friction in the process. And even if you got 800 credit and W-2 and it's an easy mortgage to qualify, there's always something. And either if you got an order monkey, you'll know that very quickly when there's a small problem because they'll just shrug and say, hope they work it out. Or you got a guy like Gabe who's like, let me call the title people. I know what they need to do. This is stupid. Let me fix it. And then he goes and fix it. That's the kind of guy you want to do business with. Plus, he's a longhorn. Plus, he's a good dude. Plus, he likes me and Randy. So that we like him. I like Tolerate. people that like me. Tolerate's probably a better word. Tolerate's but. is probably a better word. That's yeah. true. But you can reach him at 832 557 1095. He will take care of you. And uh, if your service is anything less than sterling, reach out to me and I will chide and upbraid Mr. Winslow. But that's never happened. So good news for us. Hey, man, I have got to give you a quick thing before I forget about this. To illustration of how small this world is, dude. Or maybe how big this podcast is. You uh, you found that out last year when you talked the little noise about Bama. And yeah, people were yeah. people were cussing yeah. Randy Boone all over the guys, internet for about... Guys are uh, trying to get me fired. Yeah, trying to get you fired, call your boss. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, but all right, listen to this. This is kind of crazy. Hey, Paul. So I was remembering one of your episodes where you and Randy mentioned that he played ball in Venezuela. And I went and Googled him. Turns out Randy played for my hometown team, Aguilas del Zolia in oh, Maracaibo. Wow. Maracaibo guy. I thought that was pretty cool and interesting. And I didn't know how else to reach you, but I thought it'd be worth mentioning. Love the podcast and all the IT content. Thanks. Hookem and Aguilas a la carga. That's what is right, a, a, a,
1: a la carga? I don't know, but yelled it a lot, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he attached a picture of a young Randy Boone. Looking cool, wearing the orange and black. Well, orange those are your clothes? Orange and black. That's you're nice. hanging out in the dugout. Uh, you have a sort of an Amish beard working
1: because you're a pitcher, kind of yeah, doing the dirtbag thing. Questionable facial hair decisions back kind in the of, All the
0: pitchers, you guys all do that out of boredom. <laughs> you're all hanging yeah, out in the bullpen, you. and you all dare each other to, like... Does any, has any one of the dudes in the bullpen ever, like, dared a guy to, like, perm his hair? I'm sure it's happened at some point. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's gotta, it gotta. got <laughs> yeah. right, man. So, anything you'd like to say to this, uh, this fan? No, it's awesome.
1: I enjoyed my time in Maracaibo. Maracaibo was a cool place. Uh, that was, you know, the stadium was old, uh, but I mean, they they pretty pretty solid fan base there, and uh, I mean, the ownership of that team was next level, awesome. But uh, no, I really enjoyed my time there. It was awesome. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Hey, small world. So yeah, that's crazy. I, I didn't I didn't expect that one coming. But, yeah, uh, ask uh, if if we can reach back out to him, asking if he's ever been to a uh, La Chanita game. Is that the big rival? No, that's their like they have like a holy holiday type deal where it's basically just like a three day holiday, and uh, we play a home game at like eleven in the morning. So everyone just so everybody for three just days. rolls in from like wherever <laughs> they're partaking and it was one of the most insane experiences of my life i mean it was nuts (laughs) is that the one where you guys kind of had to rush off the field Uh, that would be that one yes
0: for your own safety
1: yeah we yeah we walked off a uh a single in like the 10th or 11th or whatever and it was like locker room now let's go (laughs) it's
0: it's awesome when you're scared of your own supporters
1: (laughs) i don't think it was really anything to be scared of it was just like might get trampled in the uh in well that's what i mean
0: i mean they're so they're
1: so exultant they're yeah. gonna like rip your uniform off and like accidentally trample you right yeah, that was the game where they did the wave and uh everybody like instead of throwing their hands up their hands went up but also anything that were in their hands went up right? so it's <laughs> oh, like wow. everybody's drinks were just flying in the air it was it was something man it was
0: something. all right I'm going to follow up with this guy and we will, we will, I will update you either privately or via the podcast. That's cool. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Small world, man. It is a small, small world. So, uh, Hey, what do you want to talk about, man? Cause there's been a ton that's happened since we last talked. And, uh, as you were, I think you were texting me the other day. I didn't expect we'd be spending this much time discussing peanut allergies. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that one on the bingo card. Recruiting, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't, I don't understand that story. Is that is that an exaggeration, or is it, or do we have like a
1: sociopathy working? I I have no idea, man. It it, there's been so many different versions of this that I mean, it it was you know they dump like peanut holes in his locker to it was like a Nature Valley bar and then they yeah I mean, so it's like i i the, I've heard the different renditions are just crazy like i don't i don't know who knows i've heard
0: everything ranging from the guy dressed up like mr peanut with the, yeah, the yeah. top hat and the yeah, cane absolutely yeah and, and chase the guy or all to like um the guy that had you know peanut butter for lunch and yeah and know, i still breath. don't
1: know like was he in, like i don't there's been he's involved he was the one that did it he was standing near the guy that did it. It, it's there's i mean it's like anything else it's taken on a life of its own it's like who knows what the real story is i guess somebody will eventually get down to it but i think i'm way too old to uh spend too much time and energy yes. but yeah. I, I can't click on the
0: forums without something, without no it's everywhere out. you can't get it's away from the damn story it's crazy <laughs> i got to say the peanut stuff is real like so my uh, oh yeah son, no it's a uh,
1: dangerous my son deal.
0: likes pbjs like and so he has to go eat at the peanut butter table for lunch like they have a segregated tables like if you have a peanut butter and jelly you can't sit with you like in the general student seating you have to go sit in the i have a peanut butter jelly sandwich section so he and some of his buddies to all sit together and avoid assigned seats and stuff they all just pack pbjs and then go
1: sit together and Act like jackasses. Hey, learning learning how to game the system is a critical part of the uh, educational process. Yeah, there's no question that that is that is a fun.
0: That is what the educational process teaches you more than anything. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Reading, arithmetic—that's all fine. It's actually how to manipulate systems. I think that's one of the key aspects, the key underpinnings of this. Well, Randy, there's about to be a college football system, a new college football system that I hope the University of Texas can manipulate to their own ends. They seem to be sitting in the catbird seat. They're a member of the SEC. There's only two conferences that matter, in my opinion. Uh, we're in one of them. And we now have a playoff for two years, 2024-2025. There's a 12-team playoff. They've agreed that the first four winners of these so-called P4 conferences will get buys. The fifth team, which will not get a buy, but will get an automatic bid, is the highest-ranked non-P4 so, you know, Liberty, I guess, or Probably, Louisiana yeah. Lafayette, if Billy Napier ends up back there. <laughs> and so, uh, UNLV, we,
1: if you listen to coach Williams,
0: UNLV. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, coach Williams hey, is hate, awesome.
1: Hey, I didn't hate that pick either. I was like, no, I, I wouldn't have thought of it, but hey. well, that, we got a little,
0: we got a little inside info there. I don't know if yeah. you listen carefully because yeah, I, I knew the backup quarterback, Doug Brunfeld because uh, Maeva transferred. So I was like, Oh, is Doug Brunfeld going to be good? Because he kind of struggles to throw the ball sometimes, right? And he goes, he just kind of said, "I think there's going to be some competition there." So interesting, interesting. but I'm going to yeah, go check be... out UNLV win totals on uh, on my various gambling Definitely. sites right after this discussion. So talk to me about the playoffs. Sorry, man, I
1: cut you off. No, you're good. Um, yeah, uh interesting model. It's going to be kind of funky with that 15, but sacrificial lamb yeah well sort of but it at the same time it's just i just think it's going to be extremely hard for anyone to win what would that be four three additional games yeah yeah three having to win an additional game especially when you're probably the underdog three times in a row i mean i just think if you're not in that top four it's going to be very 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 difficult for any of those guys to to get into it so ian and i had this discussion he thinks the five seed
0: may be actually a pretty good deal. Even though you have to play the extra game, it's likely going to be against the the Cinderella team.
1: You get the better pick. Yeah. better. And draw. then
0: after that, you're seeded against lower seeds. The four. Right? Yeah. You've got the four, which is going to be the weakest. It's going to be the big 12 champion or the ACC champion. Usually the big 12 probably. Right. So that seems like – but to your point, that's what I kind of raised. I'm not sure. Playing an extra game has a risk.
1: A lot of risk. Yeah, I mean, it's – You could
0: could play a women's field hockey team, and there's a chance someone
1: turns – Your quarterback. Yeah, your quarterback goes down.
0: Who who was that running back that destroyed his knee tragically playing touch football in Hawaii at the Pro Bowl? Do you remember that? Uh, I can't think of his name, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he was an awesome player. I think he rushed for 1,500 yards, and he – he wrecked his knee so badly they were talking about like
1: amputation. Like I'd never heard anything like this in my life. Yeah, no, it just that that additional game it, it threw, and the other thing too is that I, I get the his premise of the five seed and the favorable matchups or whatever, but that five seed's gonna be Liberty or UNLV or what I mean, unless it's Notre Dame, I think you can kind of toss it out the window because no
0: no 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 the 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 five seed is your best at large. The five, the, 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 the the Cinderella team doesn't get
1: a bye. Oh, well, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You're saying, how is that? Well, you were saying it's advantageous to be the five because you're going to play the 12. Liberty or UNLV. Yeah. But,
0: Eh, I mean, so that five has a chance to be, that five has a chance to be Georgia. It could be Texas,
1: right? Well, see, I thought the five was the best, the best of the, non-group of five so if george is in the number two sec they're eligible for the five no, no, no. so okay sorry. so i misunderstood i misunderstood the whole premise of no and this then this is yes, actually confusing you're, then, then you're right you this is confusing
0: five. to everyone let me clarify it because i was confused by it at first too i thought at first that the liberty got a buy and i was going nuts about it and someone was like no no, no that's i just not
1: thought it. that they were the five
0: no they not, not are alternate. guaranteed a place in the tournament and that place is 12. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah so what will happen is five is your best at large, which is the loser of the SEC title SEC game, title game yeah. or maybe the big 10 title game. It could be Ohio State right True. if they get upset. If that's the case, yikes, if you're the big 12 champion, you get your buy, that's cool Arizona.
1: but now you're gonna go play Georgia. <laughs> Like, good luck right yeah you're you're rooting for chaos in that game and yes that 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 extra game does come with consequence well here's the other thing um i am amused at the administrators who
0: are talking about player safety and why you want to get rid of conference championship games just 20 years yeah. ago remember yeah and go oh, it's the extra game and all that stuff and now a champion could play 17 games is that right 16 six, sixteen? 16 yeah no 17 oh, if they have a conference no, title yeah. game yeah mm-hmm. So a champion could play as many games as an NFL regular season, bunch of twenty-year-old college guys.
1: So you're really incentivized to be the three seed coming out of the SEC or the Big Ten.
0: So you don't have
1: you don't have to play the conference title game. You're probably playing a in your first round. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, there's no there's no perfect system, but are are
0: you a Big Ten, Small Tent guy? Like, Do you want a playoff of 4 or 8 or do you want
1: 12 or 16? I'm more in the like 6 to 8 range, I think. Me too. Baseball think... or NFL Hall of Fame, are you small Hall or big Hall? Small. Me too. I mean, it's, it's a Hall of Fame.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, not... Hall, hey, pretty good. Was, hey, this guy was pretty good, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, I just think yeah, I think six six to eight is probably the correct number of teams that are actually viable national title contenders in a given year. Well, it's not going to go our way, Randy. Uh, no. I think you and I both like eight.
0: It's going to go to 16, right? Yeah, we're going to lose, for sure. We're going to lose. It, it could go to 32. <laughs> I mean, also possible. I mean, that's not ludicrous. It is kind of silly to say that, but it's not completely beyond the pale. And uh, What
1: does D2 start at?
0: I think. They start at 32,
1: maybe? That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. You know what's interesting, though, is in a, in a way, we're going to have to adopt a more D2 mentality because they're actually more sophisticated. You'll see a 10-2 and two team that's seated like number two. And you'll see an undefeated team seated fifth because yep. they played in you a know, craft conference. College football writers, analysts, fans they have a lost column bias. If you've lost one or two games, you must suck. And they don't want to hear about your strength of schedule or how you went on the road and played three top 10 teams, right? Or that your quarterback had a hammy in one of those games. They just say, and if you're undefeated, well, you're undefeated. You, I mean, it's like you could play that. I mean, Liberty played like the 137th ranked yes. schedule. And you know more power to them, but I mean, there's a reason Oregon beat them 45 to six. Absolutely. So I, I do think that we have to get more sophisticated, and it's going to be that Division Two or almost NFL mindset of in the NFL. If you're 13 and four, you're a pretty badass football team. Um, college, we need to we need to understand that a two loss college team is going to win the national title. That that will happen. Not next oh, year. Yeah. yeah. But Uh, sooner
1: sooner rather than later. I agree. Absolutely.
0: Any more embellishments or thoughts on the the college football world?
1: Not other than I hope the NCAA has no say in this. They Uh, they appear to have no say in much of anything. As as they continue to just get slapped upside the head with everything they try to do.
0: Yeah, well, they're about to lose. I mean, that SEC Big Ten forming their little exploratory committee
1: or whatever it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, That that exploratory committee is about to
0: become an organization, a juggernaut. Yeah. It's going to basically tell like, here's what
1: we're doing. Um, Yeah. But I mean, the NCAA is at least focused on the right things right now. You know, they're trying to like limit how much money you can spend on decorating a hotel room. (laughs) Yes. You know, so they're, they're definitely looking out for what's coming down the road with a completely futuristic vision of, of the sport. Yeah, they, they really saw this all coming
0: down the pipeline and really did a good job. They're they're about a good thing the pack commissioners exist and, and the board of directors and stuff, because otherwise the NCAA'd be getting even more flack as stupid yes. and incapable of seeing past their nose, right? It's nuts. That that well, they're about to lose a bunch of court cases too, by the way. A whole bunch. Because you can't a former uh, pro baseball player, just so you know. I can't tell you you can't play for another team if you're not my employee. But if you're my employee and you sign a contract, well, now I then I own you for three years or whatever, you know. But um, you know that's going to be very interesting because that's just there's no it's apolitical. There's no judge that's going to look at that
1: and say, no, "Oh, it makes no. sense to me." Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's about <laughs> as black and white as it gets. It's just law like yeah. it doesn't hey, be doesn't better, make you'd sense be, you'd be better off right now with contracts at least then you plan right now it's a joke you would
0: you're also saying that a dude as a dude who works and lives in the state of texas where you can fire one of your dipshit contractors because he pisses you off doing that in california and new york oh true yeah illinois ain't so imp- easy it's impossible. <laughs> So if you make the players employees, I'm just saying that opens up its whole other can of worms. Um, and in, in the wash, maybe that is the best thing. But I'm just saying, anyone who thinks that that's the easy breezy solution, woo, you never tried to fire someone in the state of California. And yeah, I'm talking no, about a dude who's like embezzling his expense report, not working. Uh, it's like a process. So and you you still end up paying them a settlement, believe it or not. Believable, yeah. So. Texas, you could fire someone because you don't like how they their shirt they wear, right? Pretty much. So, yeah. Any Randy employees listening to this podcast, keep that in mind. <laughs> Randy's like, I'm just happy when they show up to the job site, man. I'm not firing anybody. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Any progress is a good progress. That's right. We gotta, we gotta tell your accountant story someday.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. We probably can't do that right now, but one of my uh, we'll let the dust settle on that one. One of the founders of the company <clears throat> has a good line. It's uh, no one or uh, <clears throat> never be, never get caught mistaking activity for progress. No doubt about that. I just thought that was a good one.
0: Hey, the Texas baseball teams had some activity. I want. I'm curious. Uh, on your initial thoughts are they showing some progress? Because this is a team that's kind of. It's big. It's a big turnover. It's about as big a turnover as a baseball team as I remember in a while. So all and, and I've seen I saw a game and I saw a dude from the outfield throw out a runner at third with an amazing throw the other day. Yes, um that was a good play. Something you know, baseball people always like the home runs and shit, but seeing a guy who shouldn't be able to throw someone out, throw someone out is very satisfying.
1: Alpha's assists are always fun. I don't know why. It's just a, I guess probably because you don't see it too often. Yeah. Um, but, but no, I mean, they, like I said, there's a lot of turnover. But then you kind of got your returning stalwarts there at the top of the order. Um, but Nolleve looked good. Um, opening weekend, obviously they weren't as impressive as they were this this weekend. But San Diego's a good club. They just went and took two of three from uh, Arizona. Saw that. So. It's good. The only the only qualms I really had from the uh, the opening weekend where I just I thought we didn't attack the zone as much as we should have. I don't <clears throat> we don't have uh we don't have enough swing and miss to walk as many people as they did opening weekend, which they sort of rectified that uh, this weekend. But no, I mean, there's some intriguing arms. Uh, lineup's pretty good. I really like the Kennedy guy uh, at second base since they've uh, tossed him in there. Really, uh, really athletic looking guy. I think he's can can. Uh, wreak some havoc on uh on the base running game. Uh pretty good range. Uh didn't know much about him until you know he started playing the last couple of games, but I like him. And then uh you know, I think I think the key to key to the deal is gonna be uh is if, if LBJ can uh can get you, you know, seven pretty consistently on Friday night. Mm-hmm then you really are looking at one reliever on Friday and then it sets you up pretty good for the, the rest of the weekend with Hurley, who kind of has some good Hurley, bad Hurley in him. But, uh, you know, if you get the good one, great, you know, you're probably only going to have to cover three innings on Saturday. If you get the bad one, then Hey, you got to rest the bullpen because LBJ gave you seven on Friday, but uh, he looked dominant uh, this Friday against Cal Poly. If he could throw anything close to that, the rest of the year, that kid's going to have one hell of a year. I love LBJ. I like uh, I like his pitching. I like, I just like how he looks on the mound. Uh, I was I was I mean, when even his freshman year, when he wasn't very good, I was all in on him. I was man, this this kid, if he if the light ever goes on and they can get him consistent uh, and they kind of toned him down a little bit, goes strictly from the stretch, just to simplify everything. But yeah, man, he just he just kind of robot out there just doing my thing. He kind of gave like a little bit of a fist bump when he got out of the eighth of the other night. It was like the most animated I've ever seen him get. And like, <laughs> yeah. And he did it and he was like, oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But, back to my programming. But I just I don't know. Wit didn't look very good. I thought he was going to be a big piece. Um if they could get him healthy, hopefully they can still get him healthy. Um or back. Maybe he is healthy and just not quite back. But uh that would be a, a big bonus. But uh I think the uh I think the lefties at the top of the order. Are going to be pretty pretty impressive. Uh, Thomas is having an unbelievable year so far. If he can keep half that going, he'll be great. So, no, I think it's going to be an intriguing team. I know Pierce is still kind of toying around with some combinations, but I think they'll be uh, they'll be in the the mix of you know hosting and potentially super regional hosting at the end. Do you uh are you a fan of the DH and the nine hole, Randy? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Text you that there at night. I just and that's not a Texas baseball thing. That's a me thing in general. <laughs> like just hit the pitcher. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean he's a speed guy. Get it, it? The the problem I had with it was more. I, I think Duplantier and Kennedy are you know play the same position. They're both speed guys. Um, it's just you kind of if it is a tight game, weight, You've already burned. Burn the guy off the bench that you'd want to go off go to off the bench to run, but yeah, I've never been a never been a big fan of the DH in the nine hole kind of. I don't know, just hit him eighth, like, it just make me, just make me feel better. Just the psychologically, him, it makes just you feel better. Just, don't put him in the nine hole. That <laughs> had, we we had a manager in Double A one year that he he did it. I bet he did it a third of the season, and it was just like, dude, quit, <laughs> just stop. It just sours the whole dugout. I don't know why. It's like, oh, yeah. It just, I don't know. I don't like
0: it. Never have liked it. Let me ask you, like, pitcher's perspective. If you could, like, roughly equalize attributes, are you more worried about the speed guy getting on base and causing all sorts of terror and disrupting you? Or are you just more worried about a guy who can, yeah, he might not be a huge average hitter, but he can jack it over
1: the wall and score three runs? From from my standpoint, I, I I tried to keep as much traffic off the bases as possible. You know, okay. I I felt like if I was executing pitches, then I could somewhat minimize the the power guy with sinkers and keep the ball on the ground. But if speed guy gets on and he somehow steals, and that kind of neutralizes my advantage of the double play and all that stuff. So I never I never and I and I wasn't great at holding runners. Um, I wouldn't say I was terrible at it, but it wasn't just. I wasn't I went great at it, so it was always there that if I didn't have a real good catcher at you know, controlling the running game uh, with his arm and me do my part at least a little bit, um, we were probably in trouble because I wasn't the quickest to the plate. So I, I didn't really like the speed guys being on. So I understand putting the speed guy in the nine hole. I mean, zero problems with that. It's just it's just weird to look at a lineup and D-H. see yes. <laughs> there. If you'd have been playing second, no problem. <laughs> it's the
0: same thing I'll look at baseball and I'll see a lineup or you know the card and it's d h and the guy's like five nine one sixty and I'm like, no <laughs>
1: I, I want to see six three two thirty yeah yeah no, that's a, it's and just, there's some there's some lineups where that guy's gonna be your DH. I mean he you know he just you know maybe he's maybe he's your best contact guy, and he's blocked by a guy at a position, but uh yeah, no it was just funny it popped up, and I was like, ah, oh, no, not that. <laughs> Who are the
0: best pickoff moves in all baseball?
1: Most of the time it's lefties. I'm trying to think who was really good that I remember. I couldn't tell you now, anybody, to be honest with you. I play with a guy named Richard Blyer. I think he may still be kicking around in the big leagues. He had a pretty good one. But lefties, like I said, if, if a good I was if you're left-handed and you don't just spend hours upon hours in front of a mirror, just perfecting that, I mean, you just have like, you're so far ahead of the game, but the the best right-handed moves were the guys that could lift that front heel almost simultaneously with the spin to where the, you know, the good base runner would see that heel lift and they're flinch a little bit. And, you know, it's technically a balk, but umpires aren't very good. So they don't see it yep. that great. It also helps if Jeff Ontiveros is
0: on first base to like yeah, just sp-
1: spike well, the guy in the ankle if he's trying well, to come back. If he does that, or he just you know tags him so hard he knocks him out and his hands fall <laughs> off the base. I used to love that. That always made me laugh. Oh
0: man! Hey, Super Bowl. Uh, turns out Pat Mahomes is a pretty good quarterback. I'm not sure if you are aware of that. Pretty solid. Pretty solid.
1: So, how old is he? 27 26 26 or 28 somewhere in
0: there. <sighs> he's got 3 Super Bowls, man. And he's done it with talent. at wide receiver. He just won a Super Bowl with I got to say like what bottom 10 NFL receiver talent other than Kelsey obviously. I'm talking about just the wide receivers.
1: Uh yeah. I mean he's I mean, got he, the bottom he four. He carried talent. that offense. He's, hmm? he's he's 28. 28. Yeah. Yeah, no, Dang. definitely bottom bottom quartile of the league and, and talent receiver-wise. I'd have been interested to see what would happen if, uh, what's his name, Green Greenlaw didn't pop his Achilles jumping up and down on the sideline, getting ready to go. Was that in. crazy? It was, was the freakiest thing I think I've ever seen. I was, just, I, was just, I, I was sick, dude. I mean, I felt so bad for that dude. And an Achilles, no yeah, less. Yeah, just a random... Ugh. I guarantee he'd been hit and twisted a million times worse than that in that same game. But he, well, him, and Warner, him and Warner were kind of giving Kelsey the business there for a little while. Yes. Well, and what
0: stinks is <clears throat> he did it so late in, in the in the in the season.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like
0: he's out. If he did that in September, he has a chance of recovery and maybe yeah, coming back on the guy. Aaron he's Rodgers on, yeah, plan. Yeah, you right? missed
1: the. Yeah, you missed the Super Bowl, and he's probably missing next year. Ninety-eight percent of next year. I mean, he's just, they're just
0: going to sit him out. Why would why even try to bring him back? But yeah, that sucks. Uh, Fred Warner's awesome. And he was really effective. And I think, they I mean, I thought they were two evenly matched teams. Literally last mm-hmm. team with the ball was going to win. And that's kind of what happened.
1: Yeah. When, yeah. When San Francisco kicked the field goal, I was like, mm, I know you can't probably go for it there, but I think you just lost the game. Shh. Yeah. And what's
0: crazy is Shanahan had made it a really gutty go for it decision in regulation. If you remember, they bypassed the field goal to score a go ahead touchdown, right? But it's,
1: I mean, it's easy for me to say I'm sitting on the couch, right? Like, but it, when they kicked it, it, you just didn't have a good feeling. You're like, I don't like where this is going.
0: Well, I think what's also clear is these Super Bowls, you realize because it's so protracted and it's so long and it's drawn out. You don't have enough pass rush late in the fourth no. quarter or in overtime. Your guys are just done. And you could see that with the 49er pass rush because it was it was pretty good. It was it was, a it good was pass good early rush and I just for most I think of the year. Sh- for most of the I, game, I should say.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think it shows. And and that's their defense, don't get me wrong. But it probably would have been good for them to have some sort of a blitz package in their back pocket there for the end
0: yeah which case he had yep steve spagnola oh,
1: he's man, done I, it he's got cargo pants and blitz packages it's that dude's coming after you it doesn't matter well then what's cool though is he it's not stupid
0: blitzing no like, it's very yeah they, he doesn't seem to give up the 80 yard touchdown even though no, yeah blitzing. he's
1: not out there yoloing it uh no you know it's, there's a structure behind it but um Man, I'll tell you what the one he dialed up on the uh I guess it'd been the play right before the field goal, the third down play, where the dude was wide open. Yep. And Purdy he just didn't have time. I mean. Was that the bat down? No, no that was where the right tackle didn't block anybody.
0: Oh, oh, that was disgusting.
1: He yeah. just turned outside and three people ran by him, and it was like I don't I don't know which one of those guys y'all were supposed to pick up. I would hope it would have at least been two of the three. Or at least like identify Chris Jones. Well, yeah. I mean, when you don't block the down defender, it's usually not a good thing.
0: Also, like the all pro guy, like who's 6'6. Go go ahead and like put your hands on him.
1: Did you you remember reading Purdy's lips? Yes. As he's getting up? Yeah. He's like, expletive, he was open. (laughs) He's like, oh, yes, he was. Yes, absolutely was. You're right. Horse feathers is but what he, he said. He was not. He was not open when you threw the ball, though. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, while I'm praising uh, Texas boy Pat Mahomes, um, he is ruining an entire generation of kids, Randy. And let me tell you why. My 10 year old son can throw pretty well, and so his favorite thing is when he gets out. He gets home from school. He says, "You want to go throw the football?" And whenever my son wants books like, or to read, or he wants to play a sport, my policy is you say yes and just, like, figure it out later, right? Because you're going to regret when he's 19 or 25 and you're like, you know, all the times you didn't say yes and go throw, throw the ball with him, right? So I'm like, absolutely. We go out, we throw the football. He's 10. He, he's a good arm. He's accurate. He throws a great spiral. It, it's actually really fun to see his growth he and all his friends at elementary school are all love Patrick Mahomes. So they all now fade away and throw everything from weird arm angles. Cause Patrick Mahomes does that. And he tries to run and not only throw at a gunslinger arm angle, but he does it while fading away and running opposite to where he's throwing you. When you're running your little router, I jog my routes more accurately. Right. and, it's ruining an entire generation of young quarterbacks. Because I'll, I try to not coach him when we're just having fun, but I'll sort of be like, "Hey, man, uh, that's fun. That's yeah, maybe, hey, maybe, throw it, throw maybe it. Maybe not like that up near your cheek, and you like throw it like a dart, and you follow through with your hand, and it's, and you have an over. You know, your your hand goes over your head." And he'll do it and throw a perfect spiral, and he's like, boring, and then he goes YOLO, and then he does this Patrick Mahomes stuff. And he said that's all he and his buddies do at recess. What are we going to do? He's ruining an entire generation of quarterbacks.
1: We're not going to have quarterbacks in about eight years, Randy. If you you have the ability to do it normal, maybe mix it in a little bit more than he has, but it's good to have the ability to be able to do it from multiple arm angles. Yeah, that's what makes him Patrick Mahomes. uh, but yeah, uh, but other people just, can't do just it. Just running man. around, just running around <laughs> crazy as your uh, norm, normal athlete quarterback. Probably, probably not a good spot to start. Well, I also think people are mistaken. do start back. working on double plays. That, yes. That's where he, that's where he can uh, he can work on the arm angles.
0: <laughs> well, and and the cool, I mean, the cool thing about Mahomes is he's like this risk averse veteran quarterback. And so all of his movement in the pocket and all that buying it's just buying time. And he knows exactly where his
1: outs are, you know? What was the stat like the the interception he threw was like the first interception in I can't even remember what it was in playoff games. Like it was yeah. it was insane whatever yeah. it was. For as many times as he's thrown the ball in playoff games like it was against nuts. good teams. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's nuts to be Yeah, he is not YOLOing it. Right? It's no. a calculated thing and within the offense, he knows all of his the structure and he's just trying to buy time so that long extra long route can finally hit, right? And if it doesn't, he checks it down to Pacheco or he takes off running in big games. You know, he runs. Um in regular season games, he ain't running. But, yeah, how about the
1: how about the zone the zone read he pulls there at the end? That like was ballsy 13. Just I mean good read, but that linebacker scrapes like he's supposed to and he gets popped for one yard. It's like, but you can understand the NFL why that guy doesn't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because you're not
0: holding the quarter. I mean, you know, you're like, let me go make a play. Like, I'm not going to stand here and watch the quarterback paralyzed. You know, it's, it was a ballsy call, but it's the kind of stuff in big games that you can really leverage when a guy can run. Um, speaking of making it Texas related, another guy who could throw from different arm angles, uh, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's a pretty good player. He's going to be a third-year player for Steve Sarkeesian, which is kind of like the, the magical number for Sark in his career. Uh, it's also, if you look more broadly at college quarterbacks, they tend to show a lot of growth year three, right? Colt, Vince, etc. cetera. How good is Quinn Ewers going to be? And I don't care about like NFL draft stuff. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. How good a college quarterback
1: can Quinn be this year? I think it would be phenomenal. Uh, I mean, if he improves what half as much as he did from year one to year two, from two to three. Yeah. uh, I mean, you're looking at all conference potential all American, you know, I mean, if he, I think it just comes down to drop back passing game and processing quicker, which you would think that more time in the system and more reps would help with. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you already said, I mean, he can make all the throws. He can do this. He can, probably stand on his head and flick one between his legs more accurately than half the quarterbacks in the NCAA can. It's just <clears throat> when you get in the situation of, hey, it's third and six and we got to have this, I need I need him to be able to convert that at a higher clip. And I think he's going to have the weapons to do it as well. You don't go broke
0: taking a profit. And I think that is the aspect of Patrick Mahomes that I would love for them to show Quinn. Which was when a when a quarter when a receiver shows open early, he takes the nine yard game like instantaneously. He didn't even think about it. Whereas young Patrick Mahomes, you know, certainly college Patrick Mahomes, but you, you oh, know, absolutely. younger Patrick Mahomes, he's like, screw that, man, let's let's hit a fifty yarder. Now, when you got Tyree Kill, I can understand that instinct, but Mahomes has really grown into that veteran, just like Tom Brady, where if you're open, the ball's on you, and you know, and what's crazy in football is you, when you get the ball out that quickly, defenders, they're there, but they're kind of not ready for it. Yep. And that's when you overrun and, you know, you end up with a 14-yard gain off of a four-yard throw, right? So I just hope yours can develop that because if he does, man, it could be – because you pointed out the, the growth from year one to year two. He went from a 58% completion percentage year one to 69 last yeah, year
1: 70 basically yeah
0: he went from 7.4 yards per attempt which is quite average in the college game to 8.8 last year which is very good i mean so if he's in the 9s yards per attempt if he's completing 70% of his balls that's a, that's a hard offense to get off the field cuz i think we're going to be able to run the ball as well agreed do you like jaden blue as maybe the guy who kind of breaks out
1: uh, I like Jaden Blue very much. Uh, I, <laughs> just in general. In general, yeah. Um, I, I still think it'll kind of be a two-headed monster. So I think Baxter will get better, a little stronger. Um, kind of run with a little bit better pad level and and stay healthier, not get as nicked up. Um, but, I mean, I yeah, I, I like Blue about as much as anybody on the team, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I think you can slide him out into the slot at a motion. And really wreak havoc on some uh, some matchups that you can take advantage of there. I mean Baxter too, and then I mean you got I mean Wisner played receiver in high school as well as running back, so there are some dudes in that room that could severely severely hamper some defensive coordinator sleep patterns.
0: Yeah, and I think Isaiah Bond is going to break out and be that dude. Um, what's interesting to me. Is as much as I liked our screen game, and how often we threw to the running backs. I just thought it was there even more than we did it. It was just an easy ten yards. I, I think time it's a very, and time again.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a very underutilized aspect of a uh, college offense. Marshall Falk agrees. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. If, if you if you're starting to spring blue in those, I mean, you're talking about instead of a 20 yard gain I mean, you're talking about taking those to the house
0: yeah that is one thing um i have to say i was i Oregon's offense was like the most risk averse college offense i saw all year and like no no a dot they were not trying to progress the ball down the field but they did have a lot of really quick guys who were sure handed and they just ran them all around and the running backs are running Texas routes. Then the receivers are running little, you know, fake screens. And then they run a slant. And Bo Nix, you know, to his credit, was was accurate on all that stuff. But Oregon, against any above average to poor defense, just moved up and down the field. Like, like without even any risk involved. And now when you meet a higher order defense, a lot of that's going to get shut down just by tackling. And, you know, like Michigan would have torn them up just based on tackling, right? Right. But I would like to see Texas do more of that cheap offense. And, and we do some of it. I'm not criticizing Sark. I'm just saying, I think there's more meat on the bone and it's easy. Talk about setting up your quarterback with confidence early too. When you're, you know, you start the game, you're eight of eight for hundred yards and you haven't thrown the ball more than nine yards down the field.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the, the personnel next year lends itself to that. I mean, you look at Bond Bolden, you know, split blue out. I mean, I, you, you got matchup nightmares all over the place. I mean, you, you're going to have situations where he's going to motion bond and end up <clears throat> with a strong safety trying to cover that guy. I think we've seen how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the best hope for a team –
0: is getting those receivers covered, especially Bond and Bolden, who can really hurt you deep. But just underneath, you're going to get picked apart because there's a, there's a cost for that. And I'd hope okay. Quinn can make them pay, right? Right? Um, and be I think that's going to happen. I think that and he's he's following the very like a almost a stereotypical progression of a young quarterback.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I agree. Like I said, I I fully expect there to be another large leap um, this year. I, I don't think what you saw next year is anywhere close to what his finished product will be. And he probably, I mean, I, I think he'll probably even progress light years once he moves on. That all said, you agree. Arch Manning should be the starter, right? <laughs> yes. Next year.
0: <laughs> this year, Randy. If we're trying to have a controversy.
1: Yeah. If he ends up the start of this year, something went wrong.
0: Or something went so right. Or, I was about to say, or it went so right. (laughs) Sorry about it. (laughs) He shows up to spring practice. He's like 235 and jacked and just throwing lasers everywhere and like audibling and waving off Sark from the sideline. (laughs)
1: Like, no, I'm just going to run this myself out here. Yeah. He he takes the first zone read (laughs) 80 to the house and hits 25 miles an hour. Like, he's faster than Usain Bolt. (laughs)
0: Uh, have you have you ever seen any of the um, older footage of Sark when he was mic'd up at an open USC practice when he was the offensive coordinator? Uh-uh, I don't think so. No, it's when it's when um, Sanchez was there. Oh, I have seen this. Yes, it's hilarious. Yes. No, it's great. Yeah, because people think Sark is this laid back California dude. And in some respects, he is. Yes. Yeah. But he's also very competitive and he let's just say uh, he's not very uh, he doesn't have a lot of pity yeah, no. for his players if they make a mistake or because there's a part of it that I'm thinking of that made me laugh where I think Cushing, Brian Cushing, or maybe a USC linebacker, lights up Sanchez. He was wearing the do not hit jersey, but Sanchez had, had rolled the wrong way or like waited too long on a, on a waggle on a play action. And so someone started yelling at the linebacker, and I think it was Cushing. I, I can't remember. And uh Sark was like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. That's how he learns. That's how he <laughs> learns. Do that every time he makes that mistake. Oh, now he's oh, now he's slow getting up. Oh, he's not hurt. His pride's hurt because he didn't understand what to do on the play. He's just like had this running commentary that was absolutely hilarious. That's great. Yeah. It wouldn't,
1: it wouldn't have been Cushing. Cushing would have been in the weight room working out.
0: Yeah. We're doing something Air working quotes. out <laughs> quotes, big quotes around that. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. If any of you all want, Google some Brian Cushing high school photos and then uh Cushing at USC after a sophomore year. But good stuff. Didn't he didn't he get busted in the NFL like, like three twice. different times? Yeah. The funny really thing did. is you yeah. won't get busted if you do it correctly.
1: Yeah, it's like dude. But he's better, so dedicated to steroids. <laughs> he's just so to do steroids and he doesn't like how he feels without them. Yeah. No, I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, but yeah, no, at least twice. I can think of. That's good stuff, man. That's a dedication to the game, man. Hey,
0: there's a dedication to the money game, the financial game, and that's what it is. I need to be playing with the best players and the best advisors, and that's a guy named David McClellan, If you're managing your own money, chances are it's suboptimal because you don't have the time or knowledge, or really you don't know what you don't know. And David can help you optimize your finances in a meaningful way. If you're working with another advisor, chances are their advice is either conflicted or very narrow in scope. Uh, David works very broadly and deeply with you, providing fiduciary advice wherever money touches your life. David has written multiple white papers in the industry that are cited and used by other financial advisors. I don't know about you, but I like to go with the guy that other people are citing, not the people that are citing the other guy. I want to go find the originator. And David is an originator. If you haven't read his Retirement Tax Bomb series, it's a nine-part series on Kiplinger Magazine, Financial Magazine. It is absolutely amazing. Uh, it lays out everything about how your 401ks or tax deferred accounts may be a ticking time bomb because taxes ain't going to be going down in the next 20 to 30 years, Randy. Uh, I think they're going up. So talk to David, reach out to him. He's a really good guy. He'll set up like a 30-minute consultation and see if you guys are a mutual fit. If you are, move forward. If you aren't, hey, no problem at all. You talk to a cool guy, and you probably got some really good free advice. You can reach David at 312- 933 8823. That's 312 933 8823. He works with everyone all across the great nation, and he can do that via Zoom or whatever else. You don't need to physically go in and see your guy anymore. I think those days are over. Uh, give David a call and uh, see what he can do for you. And uh, we want to thank David for his support of the podcast. And then finally, if you need to send text realtor from Gonzales to Temple, and Austin in between and Dripping Springs and all that good stuff. Call Laura Baker. You can reach her at 512-784-0505. She's an award-winning member of the a and Allen team with Keller Williams. And she's in the top 10% of what she does. And that is a field where you want to be working with the operators, the movers, and the shakers. If you work with the dabblers, you will get a result that uh, is indicative of that fact. And it's the biggest financial decision you'll make in your life. Don't do it with a part-timer or an amateur, the friend of a friend. The realtor never actually seems very busy. Uh, you want the people who are always moving and, and doing deals, and that's Laura. 512 784 505 Randy, what you
1: got going on, man? Not much. Trying to catch up from a uh, little Colorado vacation, ski trip. Came back without any broken bones, so... That's a win on skiing success there for any Texan.
0: What, uh, what did you think of my great state of Colorado? My adopted state? I
1: enjoyed it. I love it. It's beautiful. (laughs) I just, we were talking on the way out. I don't think I'd want to be there for like that first week of spring when all the snow melts and it's just mush.
0: (laughs) It's it's a morass. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get all that out of the way
1: and we'll, we'll come back when the uh, streams are running clear. So the good news is because Colorado is
0: naturally pretty dry and sunny, even when it's snow, that stuff gets addressed pretty quickly. You don't get the upper Midwest, like freezing rain on top of the melting snow. And then it's just like, there's no sun out. So it's not melting. It's crazy. So I'll walk around my neighborhood. You know, It's, it's been a blazing 58 degrees here uh, the last couple of days. And I'll walk around my neighborhood and if your house is in the sun, you're... You've got a clean house, there's nothing going on. If you're in the shade, there's two and a half inches of snow still sitting on your front lawn. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, just some, it's amazing what the sun can do at altitude because it burns that stuff off pretty fast.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's like it's it's almost like an entirely different world up there. Cause I mean, you know, you read the weather report and it's you know 16. You're like, Oof, <laughs> man, I don't know. This would be do brutal. I need, do I need two shirts? I yeah, think I need two shirts. And here, if it's sixteen, it's like I need everything that I own. <laughs> yes, and I'm stuffing hand warmers in every potential spot that I can. So yeah, I I no, learned living.
0: I, I've I've lived in Texas, San Francisco in California, and then of course Colorado, and you could not have a more different fifty degrees between those three places that you've ever felt. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, did, did, does altitude mess with you at all, or you just you're on skis cruising little, along? A
1: little bit, uh usually the first day. I got it pretty bad the last time we were up there, but th- this time this just the first day. Got a little little headache or whatever. But uh our uh or my ski instructor introduced me to the boost oxygen shot things. And those things are money. Oh, uh, the little canisters? Yeah, a little canister, you just little pack. Did a you know, did a couple in the morning, did a couple in the afternoon, and I didn't have any issues. So that's actually those, dental those gas new, that you get uh, in the dental office. What's
0: that? It's actually the gas that you get in the dental office. Um, yeah. Probably it just makes you happy.
1: I just think gas. I think it's hilarious that they have that our society's gotten to the point to where they have to clarify on the side of the can that yes, this can is light. Oxygen doesn't weigh very much. <laughs> <laughs> Does it doesn't really. It's what it says on the side. I mean, it's not exactly what it's it's like oxygen has little to no weight. Yes, this can is full. Is basically what what it says on the side, like the fact well, that, that disclaimer is necessary, is pretty sad.
0: At least it didn't say no gluten.
1: Also true. Yeah, yeah, gluten free. You're good. Yeah, but, but, but no, it, it it doesn't typically mess with me. I also fell a lot less this time, so that's helpful. I wasn't quite as tired, so maybe that was helpful as well. Are you a skier or a snowboarder? I'm a skier. Well, well, oh okay. well, I am. Well, I towards the end of the last day, I think I could qualify myself as a skier. All right. What's the my daughter? Step- so much, my daughter just jumps on them and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm better than you at this already." Yeah, yeah. I mean, little kids they take to skiing like duck to yeah, water. She was... and you you start them early, they'll they'll develop oh, yeah. crazy skills. Yeah, she's killing it. Middle son's killing it. My wife also when they fall, it's it doesn't hurt. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, they can just pop up. No big deal. They fall about 19
0: inches. Yep. And there's no uh, like gravity bearing
1: down with their body weight their little 60 70 70 80 pound bodies yeah, they don't they don't they don't have quite as much to peel up off the ground as this old guy does it's for that all right randy you have any parting shots man this went by fast uh yeah minute Maid classic this weekend lsu friday night well I'm, we got st john's on tuesday but i'm i'm already Excited about the Minute Made deal and try to get up there for that Friday night game. And uh, I think the family is going to go to the Sunday game against Vanderbilt. So it'll be a fun weekend. But uh, I'm excited about this team. I think they got some, uh, got a long way to go and uh, some some pieces that'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But uh, I think they'll be pr- pretty solid. Yeah, we're we'll going to get a little SEC preview. Yep. SEC baseball is going to be wild, isn't it? That's that I think is the sport that's got the biggest jump. Um, it's going to. It's every. Of, I mean, it is every weekend. I mean, <laughs> you talk about every weekend. It is every weekend.
0: Uh, I mean, so what is the conference champion going to win sixty percent of the games?
1: Like, I would have to look and see what the, you know, what the last few years. There's usually a team that's pretty dominant, but uh, the I mean, it's not like it's top heavy like football or anything like that. I mean, it is. Well, I remember when y'all would win the Big Twelve, you would go like,
0: you know. 22 and five or something you know what i mean uh or yeah i don't i don't see that happening over there i don't think that's happening oh, in the sec <laughs> i think Lord. i think the winner is going to be like you know winning 62 percent of their games and happy to do it so cool man well hey on that note it was too long to catch up we got to do this again sounds good man all right buddy hey for randy boone i am paul wadlington saying and what is that what is it they say in venezuela
1: a la carga. A la carga! And hook him. Hook him.